Hello, I'm Eric Olson with Smart Pot Fabric Planters, and welcome back to The Growing Revolution. Our guest this week is Andrew Johansson from Best Hydroponic Supply in Las Vegas, and we are live at the MJ Biz Conference in Las Vegas, Nevada. Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So, uh, can you introduce yourself and maybe a little bit about your background prior to Best Hydroponics? Yeah, so my name is Andrew Johansson. I'm the owner of Best Hydroponic Supply in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, we started uh, Best Hydroponic Supply in 2010, uh, but prior to that, actually, I had a couple of buddies that we did other businesses with. Uh, so we actually did snowboard manufacturing and did a little bit of vending machines as well. Wow. So uh, yeah, just out of high school, uh, my good friend Ronnie, his dad was a business owner and uh, we admired him as being a business owner. We're like, we have to do our own business. So we always kicked it around, what are we gonna do, this or that, and we started doing the vending machines. And that's when we kind of quickly found out it really wasn't a very satisfying job. There's not a lot of fun to it. <laughs> so we moved on to that uh, pretty quickly, and then we were like, okay, well, what do we like? We were like, let's do something we like. You know, that, ad, that old saying is pretty true, actually. So yep. um, back then I was actually a grower, but I didn't have any idea of how to make that a job in a sense. And so I was also a snowboarder. So it was Ronnie and a great deal of our other friends. And that's when we're like, you know what? Why don't we just make some snowboards? You know, we are pretty mechanically inclined and we built a lot of things, especially with his dad. Uh, his business was air conditioning, so we've been in a sheet metal shop, manufacturing other things before, and uh, yeah, we just jumped in with both feet. Wow, it's, so were you selling these snowboards like online or in stores? or uh, In stores mostly. Wow. Online wasn't as big back then, right? You sure. Know, so it wasn't so easy to just click and find anything and everything at yeah. your fingertips. Uh, so yeah, we would actually plan our snowboard trips and then we would go to retail stores and try to get our boards in there and then there's conventions similar to MJ BizCon um, for the snowboard industry so we'd go to conventions and nice. you know, all the different marketing avenues we'd try to hit. Well uh, cannabis and snowboarding has a lot of crossover clientele so it kind of makes sense that you would you know pivot into uh, you know opening hydro stores so that opened in uh, 2010 have you been carrying SmartPod products the whole time, or uh, when when did you bring SmartPods in there, do you think? You know, based off of my memory, we've carried SmartPods for a great number of years. Uh, it's really been our go-to product, mainly because of your guys' quality and consistency with the products. Uh, as a store, for us personally, you know, returns are not good. And returns, a lot of times they happen not just because the customer might have bought a wrong product because the product isn't that good, right? And that's what we want to avoid. And so through the number of years, smart pots don't come back. Yeah, we've actually gotten compliments from uh, Hawthorne, our one of our distributors, saying that we have by far the lowest return rate out of any of their uh, manufacturers. I don't think anything gets returned, to be honest. No, and even if, the only time I can even remember it being returned is just because they bought the wrong size. There you go. You know, because sometimes people come to register and like, I think I bought this size last time. Or, right. And I'm like, you didn't double check? They're like, no. I'm like, all right, I guess you're winging it. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so, uh, 
What's your typical customer like, and has that changed over the years? Uh, we kind of have a wide range of customers. I've had other customers kind of hang around in the store, and they're like, man, you guys got kind of, I see old people, uh, young people, all kinds of different people in the store. So that's pretty cool for us uh, to experience a lot of different kinds of people that are into growing. Yep. Uh, and then we've even reached out. We work with the state. We work with uh, some of the school districts too. You know, it's just not 100% on cannabis. Obviously, there's a lot of cannabis uh, or clients that we have. Yeah. And uh, so it's definitely changed over the year. I, I would say like predominantly uh, younger people are the, the dominant customer that we have. And uh, just kind of the products over the years has changed a little bit of what they're buying. You know, notably LEDs, you know, now that they kind of come around, you're actually getting good crops with them. Yep. That was a kind of a big change, I, I would say. Yep, yep, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, back when you guys opened, LEDs were garbage and uh, double-ended bulbs, I don't think really were even being sold back then. No, no, it was uh, pretty much your standard HPS 1000 was yep. the name of the game. Um, I did some trial runs of LEDs in, I think, roughly 2008 before I opened up the Hydro Store. And I thought I knew more than I did. And <laughs> so I spent a decent dollar on some LEDs. I remember I was telling some guys up north, I got these LEDs and I'm going to do this really cool grow and you're going to see. And it didn't work out. I was like, dang it. When, when, when me and my buddies bought some LEDs, I think we yield, I think we went from getting like a pound per light to like a quarter of a pound per light. <laughs> yeah. It was very depressing. Yeah, I felt uh, the same way. But I love LEDs now. They're, they're, they're great. Um, so do you have any funny stories about any like customer interactions or any like long time customers? Like a lot of stores like have, you know, nicknames for their customers or something that they go by i don't know just something funny that you can think of yeah i mean people do get nicknames uh typically i would say like mike only because mike's a very common name for at least in our store there so you know, which mike are we talking about <laughs> you know you don't always want to call up the person and be like yo i got your order and they're like uh what are you talking about I'm like, you told me it was the mike <laughs> but uh yeah funny story is uh so we actually grow plants in our store i know some other stores don't because uh, we're all growers there at the store. We're not just salesmen. So we dabble in all sorts of plants. We've grown seven foot tall sunflowers, root plants, leafy greens. Um, so, and, so plants besides cannabis. Yeah, unfortunately we can't grow the cannabis plants in the store. Yeah, even, this, even though it's legal to grow in Nevada? The reason why is because we're a business and you'd have to have a licensed grow facility, which we don't have, therefore we can't grow it in the business. Yeah. Uh, bureaucracy at its finest. Yeah. Uh, so, but in, in lieu of that, we grow a lot of pepper plants and uh, we like some super hot peppers too. Nice. And occasionally we dare customers if they want to get it on some of the hotness and sometimes they take us up on it. And this one guy, uh, his nickname, for him was the voice he was a singer right and uh <laughs> yeah this was a long time ago actually i want to say maybe before that show came out but um <laughs> yeah that was his nickname and he's like i will eat a pepper he's like will you give me an extra discount and i was like i mean sure you know i was like it's a hot pepper he's like i'm gonna do it uh he didn't realize how hot that pepper was and he was literally singing <laughs> Everybody in the store was uh, laughing uh, quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not a huge hot pepper fan, but uh, back in the day, we used to grow them in our yard, and 
for like a religious experience, we would <laughs> dare each other to like eat one of those hot peppers and yeah, it's, uh, I'm sure my stomach lining probably has some ulcers from <laughs> Right, those are good times. It kind of does give you that experience. So, um, since when did Nevada go legal with cannabis growing? Was that 2017? Well, recreational or right. medical? Well, I guess both. Uh, medical, surprisingly, Nevada was among the first states to go medical. Um, don't quote me on this. I want to say it was 2001 or three, roughly. Oh wow, I didn't that know. Nevada that. went medical. Wow. Um, so that's roughly when I started growing. I didn't have any clue that you could medically do it. And then, uh, roughly around 2006 or seven, I had a friend who was also growing, and then he approached me and said, "Hey, I could grow legally." And I was like, "Yeah, you're full of shit." Uh, and he pulled out state documents with medical records and all this stuff, and I'm like, that that sure looks legal to me. And I couldn't believe my eyes. And uh, yeah, so personally, I even uh, applied for the state medical license, and then uh, I was growing legally under a medical license uh, right around 2007. Nice. And then for the recreational market, don't have it quite perfectly memorized, but 2016, 2017 sounds about right it's because awesome. one of our first commercial accounts that we got recreationally growing marijuana for the state of Nevada, uh, they were among the very first licensees. And that account I do know was from 2016. So okay. I would say that it's, you know, maybe it's the January 1st of 2017 that it was actually legal or you could start, but yeah, roughly around there. So are you seeing uh, fewer customers, about the same customers, or more customers since Nevada went recreational? Customers that walk into the store or commercial customers? Well, I guess, you know, that's, uh, you know, the. So we're seeing more customers um, on just a walk-in basis that aren't licensed commercial right. facility kind of grows. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that could be attributed to a lot of things. Um, you know, it's been legalized. Uh, the sentiment about it has changed over the years. Mm -hmm. Us as a business growing. Less stigma among people that are yeah. kind of on the fence. Yeah, so I, I think those are all a lot of factors that kind of drove more people to grow. Um, and then commercial, uh, it's the exact same number. There's really not a lot, like the state of Nevada is unique in the way it hands out licenses. Uh, so there's only so many and okay. that's pretty much it. Yeah, there, yeah. there isn't this free for all or anyone can apply. It, it was uh, a lot of people don't like, like it. Um, but, but I think it's probably contributed to hopefully some stability uh, for the commercial market, unlike California, Oregon, Washington, where it's kind of been a free for all. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth, stability. And, I, you know, so it's one of those things like you, some people might not like it, but it might have actually just been the best way, right? And so uh, I can appreciate the fact that with some of the other states and how the market was driven by all those free for all kind of happens out of nowhere, uh, that really affected a lot of not even just the cannabis economy, right? So, like, when a cannabis economy explodes, you can see other economies that kind of like explode with that, right? And so those things could be inflated and then there's some crashes that happen with it. So yeah. I, I don't think we saw much of any of that in the Las Vegas area no. or in the state of Nevada, really. No, it, it sounds like Nevada probably has done it the best out of any state, you know, in, in terms of opening it up to people who want to grow at home. That's cool. 
uh, but you know, not having so many uh, production facilities that prices just bottom out. So yeah, everybody's got to eat, right? They do. Yeah, and then I mean, at least uh, they were pretty strict with um, testing of the cannabis. Uh, I know it can be frustrating at times, you know, for it, but. Uh, Vegas has, uh, we want to be known for having good things, you know, and having a good time at it. And so I think that was kind of a good choice to make sure our testing was on the strict side. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the con consumer safety should always be primary. Yes. Awesome. Well, Andrew, this was basically all the questions that I had for you. And uh, he got us a tour yesterday at Planet 13 uh, Dispensary where they're using uh, smart pots. That was probably one of the coolest things I've done in my career. So uh, we definitely appreciate you as being a, an advocate for smart pots and uh, looking forward to working with you in the future. Oh yeah, much to do. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.